When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. are hungry because today on horror movie kitchen we're serving up raw meat garbage possibly tongues because we saw blood diner we take a stroll back five million years in the past to when egyptians apparently roamed bring your drugs green face paint and uncooked sausages over to my place because it's time for <laughs> horror movie night uh so i this was this was emailed into us this was not picked by either oh. one of us I thought that you picked it, and I was going to berate you for it. No, no, no. I picked uh, the next one that we're doing. <laughs> Which um, is awesome. But um, I'm waiting for my computer to not be slow so I can see who it was. I want to say it was Don, actually. Well, that would not surprise me, because he's a son of a bitch uh, when it comes to picks. <laughs> that, feels, that feels pretty right. That feels <laughs> yeah, great. yeah. That's the only thing about this pick that feels right. <laughs> so... First of all, I just want to get into the get into the movie by saying I really felt like the trigger warning intro was like it, it really it turned me off. But then I was like, this doo op is I, I'm okay. I'm okay with this doo op. This movie. This is my first watch of of Blood Diner, so I had no expectations going into it aside from you saying that it was quote unquote weird. I think was Matt. I think that's all you said. It yeah. was. Was um, I incorrect? <laughs> Yeah, but it was also real gross. I like I felt kind of like sick to my stomach watching it because it was just like not it was not good. And it was but, Don. I have official confirmation that this was right. selected by Don. Don, fuck you. You always pick terrible movies, but we love you anyway. We're gonna sink um, his houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 mom is like I ran out of goddamn tampons, which no housewife in the fifties would say that. Let's so it opens up. With, with them, there are two little kids in a house with their mom. The mom leaves this four- and two-year-old. Like, they look very young. Alone in the house. 
Um, and somebody starts crashing through the door. And it's their crazy uncle. Their crazy uncle who – and there's like a radio thing going on like a, an escaped man has uh, tried to rape a bunch of women and then cut his own genitals off. And he ran away. He, he had his hand on his crotch and a meat cleaver in his other hand. So he is armed and dangerous. Like. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. First of many cringy parts of the script. Yeah. No, it, it's – it's kind of those – it's one of those films where someone was like, Airplane was funny, and they try to, like, do airplane <laughs> jokes, but they're not the Zuckers, so it doesn't work. But, yeah, he gives them some necklaces and then walks outside, and a gang of police officers gun him down in front of these two kids. And that's when we jump to 20 years later. I mean, there's a lot to hate about this movie, but I like this scene <laughs> uh, where the brothers dig up Grave uh, so they can remove the brain, but the brain, like – explodes out of the top of the head like yeah unexplainably and then uh there's also a sequence where they hit a security guard with the shovel so hard that both of his eyeballs pop out and then yeah. they throw the lifeless dummy that's supposed to be his body as if he's nothing like <laughs> um oh, man, this he one? fucking power tosses that guy into the woods <laughs> Tens of feet away from him, like holy shit! It's I can't even so spit absurd. that far, much less throw a human body. <laughs> it's so absurd, and that's not a a skinny security guard in the least. One of many fat people in this movie, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, man, you're right about you are so right about it trying to be like airplane, but a horror movie and not working. I guess that this is at the point where they. You see the brain in the jar, right? Yeah. And the brain in the eyes in the jar. And he keeps on talking about a blood buffet. Like, he just <laughs> keeps on, like, he says it with such a weird accent. It's like last week with people speaking, they're like, without delay. <laughs> well, the other like, thing. I don't know what these The other thing about this movie was that it was supposed to be a sequel to Blood Feast. The Blood Suck. Oh, Blood Feast. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Blood Feast, but they didn't feel like. I don't know, paying copyrights or whatever. So they just said, fuck it. It just made it anyway. <laughs> and it is, it's, it's fucking blood feast at a diner. Like that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you see them like out making the food in the diner. And it's like, he pushes down the veggie burgers on the grill with his bare hand. And uh, one, that's super unsanitary Two, Like it's gotta hurt. Well, it just makes no sense. Also those, those are, uh, that is the first inclination that I have, that they're not actually feeding people veggie burgers. Yeah, they're feeding them people. Yeah, which really pissed me off when I real. Well, we can get to that part of the movie when I got real pissed off at this because I was, like, really happy that they weren't lambasting this vegetarian diner and that there are all these people in there. You know, and I was like, yeah, this is sweet. It's like, you know, it must have been a different time in the 80s when being a vegetarian wasn't, like, a, a, a punchline. No, it, it was. <laughs> I just didn't realize it until about an hour into this stupid fucking movie. Every everything that he's cooking behind that counter seems to contain three heads of lettuce because he's just constantly bashing <laughs> heads of lettuce. He's not even chopping them. He sits back there like punching them into the counter, just like crushing them up. Well, like. What one guy? So the the one brother who's obsessed with wrestling um, is just like cutting up the, the punching the. Uh, Heads of lettuce, and then somebody is like, "God, I hate wrestling." I was like, "Yeah, you and me too, buddy." 
<laughs> and that's exactly why I thought that you picked this piece of shit, Matt. Because well, a guy likes wrestling, there's I would pick a better movie where a character likes wrestling. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I know what movies you pick. You, you pick love terrible. my picks and you know it. So we meet our two detectives. One who is super Russian, oh. and the other one who is John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, and those <laughs> characters do not work at all. Well, thankfully, no, they they're barely in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, but they are far and away the worst parts of the movie. Like, every fucking scene with them was so cringeworthy. And that's, I think you're right when you when you say the air, airplane aspect of it. Because this, this has a lot of these like things where they'll set up like a little sketch, and every time it's just like, womp, womp. But there also is oh, that. We haven't even gotten into the, the talking doll. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> so amazing. It's so no. amazing. No, that's the exact opposite of what it was. Well, because I can't. Well, we'll get there in a second. Um, so Mike begins to start to. I, I guess he's falling for the regular customer and he, he vows to protect her. But I mean, I guess in the, at the end, the long, the long run that he was going for was to sacrifice her as the last sacrifice, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. This this is a family of like weird sex perverts that all they want because according to the myth of what's the Egyptian goddess's name? I have Kitar or something. Yeah, sure. Shitar. 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 You have to say it like Shitar because oh, no, no, no. It, yeah, it's it's it's, it's she it's Shita. Shita. Like it, it's, I see. It's in the end. It's S H E E T A. And I was like, uh, shit, uh, I get it. Uh, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh wow, I didn't even get that. That joke sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so I, apparently the entire point of doing this ceremony is that Shita is going to come back and she's going to create like this crazy orgy of like sex and then uh, violence for them and like make them gods or some shit. But the entire point is that they just want to get laid. They just want to have sex. That's all they care about. Same with the uncle. The uncle was like, the uncle from the jar is constantly berating them. Like, I let my dick get out of hand and you guys can't do that. Don't listen to your dicks like I do. Can we talk about the part in this film? I think that we're right about there in the discussion of the plot where they go right into Tromaville. They take about a 10-minute trip in Trom- into Tromaville with the nude aerobics. Yeah, I don't know how I forgot and to write not something nude. down it's, about it. <laughs> it's topless aerobics. It says nude aerobics in the background, but they're fucking topless. Yeah, that whole scene is insane. And they come that in with Ronald Reagan ma- masks. They're and- trying to be trauma. That's what they were trying to do. Oh, yeah. Success, I guess. This is kind of succeeded. That feels pretty trauma-esque to me, yeah. I'm just shocked that these guys convinced ten girls to get topless in their movie. I'm shocked. Adam, listen, you've done it with less money, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it can be done. But yeah, so this is where I do have in the note that uh, there's this weird scene where the detectives arrive at a rival diner, and his lone customer is a stuffed dummy whose dialogue is read off-camera in a high-pitched voice. Um, I still cannot decide if the character is supposed to be a ventriloquist or if they just could not find an actor for that role and just put a dummy in its place and was like, ah, it'll be funny. Um, well, jumping ahead later on when like the two guys crash that restaurant, him and the guy behind the counter have lines at the same time. That's true. Well, he could be a very good ventriloquist. Uh, if we're talking about the the other cook, that was also really bad acting because he, he he's always wiping his hands with a dirty towel and then like touching food and then wiping his hands with a dirty towel all over again. And he's like berating the, the detectives about 
the vegetarian. So there are two vegetarian diners, like within five city blocks or something like that. No, no, that's that. That doesn't. I mean, in 2016, that doesn't happen. Much less 1987. And and this is the part where I realized that the joke was that the vegetarian food was apparently so good because there was meat in it. And that really pissed me off. Yeah, the only reason somebody would eat vegetarian food is if it was actually meat. Yeah, and also the, the, the big, fat, fuck, gluttonous vegetarian who is like, I've, I've had thousands of veggie burgers and yours is the best. Um, dude, if you've had a thousand veggie burgers, then you should fucking know that there's meat in that. Yeah. yeah. Just so, ugh. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be splitting hairs about this piece of crap script, but I really <laughs> don't was like pr- It was probably written in like a weekend at best. I, I, and that's yeah, giving I, them the benefit of the doubt that it took two days to write this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is just straight ass stream of consciousness, like half drunk script writing. Well, no, um, this, is a, this is absolutely a movie made up. Of the things that you and I jokingly – like we jokingly say like, man, if the three of us – this movie's like if the three of us were just sitting there and being like, wouldn't it be funny if this happened? But it's like that's 100% how this movie was written. I guarantee Except it. Except we would make it funny. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that this is the movie we would make. I'm saying the way that we jokingly say how we would write a movie is how this movie was definitely made. There's yeah. no way. Like it was – Two people hanging would, out trying to make each other laugh, and they just both had shit ass senses of humor. Yes, yes. We would keep the shit a joke. That would stay in. <laughs> yes, uh, the detective the would be played by shit John Ham. John Ham. Yeah. John no, Ham would be the, talk, the detective. The, the, the talking dummy would be John Ham, actually. Yes, <laughs> would, would it still it would be a dummy, though? Voiced by John Ham. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It would still be the dummy in a cowboy outfit. But it would be John Hamm's voice. Dressed weirdly um, like the character from um, Manos, Hands of Fate. I'm not sure if either one of you thought that. Yes, but I, 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 did. I have not watched that film because you told me not to. Yeah, no, there's no reason to. Unless you're watching the uh, Mystery Science Theater 2000 commentary, there's no reason to watch that movie. I think it's around this time that the two brothers pick up some random chicks and take them on a date to the diner. And Mike shoves the one girl's head into the deep fryer and then... Decap- whoa, whoa, you're skipping you're skipping a part here. Wait, wait. Uh, you're skipping the part where he lathers her tits and upper body <laughs> in in what looks like a fucking deep fry. It, like that's I worked in a lot of restaurants. That so just looks like he's pouring milk on her, but whatever. Shoves her head and it looks like she has like a beehive across around her entire head from it. And then with ease, decapitates her with a broom. Just a standard, yeah, broom. everyday broom. Jesus Christ. And then the other girl, this one drove me nuts. The other girl has a chance to escape, but she goes back for her purse because she's an idiot. And then she gets, <laughs> and then she gets cleft in twain. Yeah, good, good word, by the way. Yeah, he, he uh, cuts her straight down the middle, which you always know that you are not watching a serious horror movie. When someone is split completely down the middle by a sword. Oh, uh, that, that, that werewolf in Waxwork ripped that guy in half, and that was a pretty serious movie. Oh. That, that took itself great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was just, can we just talk for a second about how great that movie is? I've been thinking about it all day for some odd reason, and just I wish that we could go back in time and re record Waxwork because, Waxworks because Waxworks is just like easily the best horror movie ever. 
<laughs> just uh, it's like above and beyond everything. Um, I also yeah, the thing fucking garbage. <laughs> Waxwork ten stars. <laughs> uh, I all I have written down for the next scene is it just says naked kung fu sequence on a beach. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So have we? Okay, one sec. Have we even mentioned why they're killing all these people? Well, other they're than making them, them. Well, to make a blood buffet and bring back the the. Chita. Yeah, her. Yeah, but they're they're taking these body parts and they're sewing it together to make Sheetar, yes. right? Sheetar. Uh, but at one point, the the guy was like, "We need ten tongues. We need like eight butt cheeks." <laughs> oh, are you going to make her entirely out of tongues and butt cheeks? Like, what the fuck is going what on? What do you here? think women are made out of? Oh, uh, puppy dog tails. How's it go? Fuck. Sugar, spice, and everything nice. That's, uh, and, hey, can and I tell you guys all the time? Act. There was this one time that I took a girl on a date to see Sugar and Spice. That was awkward as shit. Yeah, it's not a very I good movie. <laughs> Worst day ever. That movie's fucking awesome. Whatever. Oh, it's really not. Not if you're trying to impress a really pretty girl. Oh, I forgot oh, talking to Adam O'Brien. Yeah. Wait, you didn't get you didn't get blown like a bulimic after Thanksgiving for watching <laughs> that movie. Literally quote that movie, man. I love that movie. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. Such a ridiculous movie. What the movie. fuck are we talking about now? I, all okay, I remember dude. all I remember about Sugar and Spice is there's a scene where the the pregnant cheerleader and the football player are grocery shopping together, and he's talking about how he's going to be a good dad because he's going to tell the kid which cereals will cut the roof of his mouth so that the kid never has to go through that pain. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever watched. But then I put on Blood Diner, and I was like, man, Sugar and Spice is a pretty great movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like fucking Shakespeare comparing this uh, We're missing the part where, like, I think we're missing the part. No, maybe not. They go, oh, no, no, no. I think the after they are at the beach and like the girl gets taken away the they the guy who the brother who like sort of has a crush on the girl that he actually wants to sacrifice cuz she's supposedly a virgin his brother wants to fight like the nazi wrestler or whatever yeah right yeah um th- that's real fucking weird yeah and no then <laughs> he punches out his date at the at the wrestling ring and then there's like a car phone that's as big as a house. Like it's seriously as big as a phone book. And then uh, they also punch out the female detective. And I'm just like, man, the violence against women in this movie is out of control. Um, but I did laugh when the rival chef, the chef is like, I know what you're doing. You're feeding meat, blah, blah, or something. And then they cut off his hand. And he's like, ah, and he goes to his car. And he's, like, got his hand out the window like a dumb shit. And they cut the other hand off. And he's, like, bleeding all over the inside of the windshield and trying to oh, drop yes. away with his nubs. <laughs> that and he's still, like, comically car. hitting the windshield, the, the driver, like, the, the the steering wheel, like, bum, 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 like, trying to whack it around with his weird little something. That was fucking amazing. That was if the whole movie could have been that out of control, funny. This movie would be gold. That's like another trauma thing, though. Like, that is absolutely... This movie's a combination of wanting to do a trauma film and wanting to do Airplane, is what it comes down to. Um, And it really only hits that one time. Yeah. Uh, Can we talk about the, the huge reveal when John Travolta Detective is interviewing 
the man who killed the uncle. And that's when you discover that his daughter is the girl that they're planning to make as their virgin sacrifice. Yeah, which was which was straight out of Night of the Creeps. Yeah. It was like, it's way, way too fortuitous. <laughs> oh, man, that I, scene was brutal, uh, and like on cringe levels, too. It, it was kind of funny the first time it happened, but they sit down, and he's like, oh, we got to talk about those murders that happened in the past. And the guy was like, that was a terribly traumatic event, and his wife is there, and the wife's like, yes, it was awful, it was so hard on us. And, and he's like, well, we don't have to talk. The guy's like, no, 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 we can talk about it. And the wife's like, yeah, we can talk about it. And then he says the uncle's name, and the wife is just like, wow! <laughs> like, okay. Like, okay, we don't, like, we don't have to talk about it. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. no every okay. time that he says the uncle's name, she does it again. She does it like four times. I'm like, stop it. I, I feel like talking about this movie is way funnier than the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, the movie goes off the fucking deep end in the last like twenty minutes because you've got the wrestling oh, scene, talk and then the, the psychobilly the, concert, and like the, the but it's like there is an unsettling number of Nazi costumes that have been used in this film, and I don't understand why. And then the Nazi guitarists all look so confused. They're like they are as confused as the viewer. Where they're like, what choices in my life did I ever do to deserve being in? Blood Diner. <laughs> you know what happened? You know what happened? The dudes that made this movie sat around outside of the rap party for Surf Nazis Must Die. I was like, <laughs> oh my hey, God. everybody, bring your costumes with us. And they walked off the set of Surf Nazis and onto the set of Blood Diner and just started filming. Because there might be some limiting called- to that because I'm pretty sure they came out the same year. <laughs> like... Well, the best part about it is that you know that that everybody that was in Surf Nazis Must Die, um, th- like, they kept the costumes. It's not like they were like, the studio was like, you know what, we're probably going to use these again. We need them back. Yeah, that we just... need punk, punk surf Nazi uniform. That's what we need. We, like, you never know, guys. Yeah, hey, guys, uh, when we, when we uh, go out and we're in a... Uh, we're doing panels and shit. Let's just dress up as surf Nazis because that'll totally go over well. Man, talk about a movie that had such an incredible trailer and is just fucking dull as dirt when you go to sit down and watch that shit. Oh, it's so painfully boring, man. <laughs> Nothing you know, fucking happens. But the, the trailer's amazing. It, I, <laughs> like, I, you know, I always get... I get... I forget that Surf Nazis Must Die and Surf Nicaragua by Sacred Reich aren't connected. Because I always imagine that, that that song is in Surf Nazis Must Die, and I have to remind myself that no, it's not. <laughs> and it's so disappointing. Ugh. So do we have anything else we need to really say about Blood Diner? I uh, mean, it's... Yes, I have, I have three things. Okay, um, go for it. The, the, the detectives brought so many bullets. <laughs> Like they just shoot. So everybody that eats the food at the at the the, the Nazi party, the Nazi party, um, are all turning into zombies because that's what this movie needed was more fucking monsters. Um, they just needed a body count, so they turned everybody into Nazis that they could shoot with uh, absolute uh, discretion. Um, and then the dude in the red Porsche is so horny, he's gonna look past the spiky teeth. And her and and see her inner beauty, except that when she like opens his mouth, he's just like Ugh. <laughs> he's like so turned off. He's like that's like he vomits in his mouth and like su- sucks it back down. He's like I'm just so horny right now that I will I will totally bang Shitar. 
Um, yeah, he's like, like, he's like, what's what's your name? And she's like, they call me Shitta. And he's like, oh wow, that's a that's a real pretty name. Starts the car. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he well, he is Adam O'Brien. He's just like anything, anything to get like. Um, there's a teeth joke in here somewhere, but I can't quite put my dick in it. But this movie was pretty pretty gross. Yeah, I, I the, the amount of pea soup that they made the poor woman who was Sheetar kind of like spit up as she's like giving the crazy eyes and and shooting electricity out of her belly or fingers or whatever it was. Yeah, this movie's just really gross, and I I'm not happy that I watched it. Well, there's uh like the detective duo. Right, they have a chief that they report to. Anyways, they show up, they save the day, and as they're like walking out of the building, the chief shows up and he's like, "What the fuck happened here?" And they give him some like real vague answer, don't really answer him at all or, or give him any specifics. And then it cuts to the inside of the building, and one of the people that ate the food is like a, a zombie on the ground. And they're like, Arrgh! and like kind of lift their head up, and it just shows him blowing that fucking person's head off. And I'm like, you just got here. You don't know what's going on. You could have just shot an innocent woman for all you fucking know. What are you doing, man? He reacts very character. Like, holy shit. Uh, but yeah, this movie was fucking awful. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it was, like, other than that scene of the dude driving the car with no hands, it had, it wasn't even worth it for the boobs. Because I felt so sorry for every woman that showed their boobs in this. I'm like... Later That's, on, you're gonna watch. No, it's a trauma movie. movie because you just feel absolutely terrible for <laughs> yeah, every moment really. in the film. Oh, uh, I, uh, I hope, I hope these guys took this to trauma and was like, "We'd love to work with you." And tra- like Lloyd Kaufman was like, mm, "No, not up to snuff. Too bad." <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's really quick to <laughs> when Lloyd Kaufman turns you down. Like, oh, what a kick in the nuts! Oh. <laughs> Oh, shit. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not (laughs) (laughs) And they also say things like, The the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. All right, so what did you guys watch this week? I'll, I'll go first. So I, for some reason, was really, really in the mood to finally watch Star Trek. The, the, the reamped or the revamped versions of Star Trek, right? I don't know why. Um, I had, I'm not a Trekkie. I don't, I've never cared much for anything Star Trek. Um, but I, I guess it was just because I was like, ah, J.J. Abrams did so well in, in, in the new Star Wars that, you know, he probably did a great job in Star Trek too. So I watched Star Trek and then Star Trek Into Darkness and um, eh, they were passable. I mean, it was a good way to spend like three evenings because I didn't finish them all in one, all eat one in an evening, but they weren't terrible. But the lens flare, like the lens flare, became comical. Yeah, in, in, oh, it was so out of control. I was like, how does anyone get any work done in this universe? <laughs> like, you'd have to constantly have sunglasses on to see what was going on, and <laughs> right in front of your fucking face. Like, dude, the future's bright. 
Got to um, wear shades. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, I guess I appreciate it for what it is, but it also feels like a major rehashing because I read through the Wikipedias of like the first four um, Star Trek movies with Shatner and Nimoy. Yeah. And they pretty much just did a shot for shot remake of most of them where there's like the all the there there's a lot of lot of homages to the in the JJ Abrams ones and I mean I don't know I just was not they're pretty but meh yeah well the uh red letter media did a review on into darkness where they just the title of the review was star trek into reference and they're just <laughs> like they're just going through the movie and being like, just like every five minutes, it's just like reference, 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 reference. It's all just references to the Wrath of Khan. That's all the entire goddamn movie is. It's like, and, let's, and see how many like let's be sneaky about it and have the, the, the person who dies be inverted. It's all, I mean, yeah, just, just weird. Uh, not really worth I I I no, I'm hearing that you say you enjoyed them and they are like a fun little action movie, but. Definitely not I, worth a rewatch. No, 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 yeah. no. I would not rewatch them, but it was like a popcorn flick to me. I, just, I mean, you, I, I basically needed to steal myself for starting Daredevil season two because that shit is brutal. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna start that up. I'm gonna start that up soon because I'm all caught up on season one. Matt, y'all caught up on season one of that? I never even I, watched it. I was gonna say I don't think that Matt watched it. I don't think that it's Matt's cup of tea. I'm not. I'm, oh, no. I'm not the world's biggest comic book guy. Like I, I read yeah, them. Just watch any of the comic book shit. Not really. No. You're the biggest fucking geek. You play D and D as an adult man, but you're like Daredevil. No, I. Too geeky for me. <laughs> no, I would never. I would never say too geeky for me. I would say not enough comedy for me. Yeah, well, there. That's there's that. <laughs> then you should watch The Flash because it does have comedy in it. I will put it on my list of shows that I will watch in the next decade. Rank that pretty low down. <laughs> next week's pick. I mean, yeah, you, you're very you're a very busy man. You got a whole lot of B horror to get through. <laughs> Uh, you got a lot of B horror to go through, says the man who watched every Puppet Master movie. <laughs> that, I had to suffer for our art, all right? Art. Art, he said. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, shit. What did you watch, Adam? Uh, yeah, I, speaking of comic book shit, uh, I'm getting all caught up on the second season of Gotham. Right now, I think you'd prefer that to to like a Flash or uh, Agents of Shield or something. It's like much Matthew. more like a yeah. Really? Because I, I watched what? the first episode and I could not get into it. It's uh, it's it's good. It gets better, and, and then it's and then sometimes it gets really really worse. But <laughs> it, it's pretty good. So it's basically like watching Supernatural. Yeah, I guess I never watched Supernatural. Well, you're missing out, bro. Adventure Time. Of course. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, guys. I almost forgot. I watched cartoons this week. <laughs> I actually, right before we recorded this, I was cleaning the house and watching the newest season of The Simpsons, like the season 27 of The Simpsons. As we're uh, recording, the Care Bears movie is on in the background in my house. Matt, what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> I write a blog where I have to watch this shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm making myself watch this. It's such a horrible thing. Yep. Hey, 75 followers officially. I'm very excited. Hey, listen, there's a sucker yeah. born every minute. Yeah, wait till they get to the Care Bear countdown and the numbers start <laughs> dropping. 
so this week I watched a movie that Scott Care will be, movie. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a movie that Scott will be very excited about. Uh, I watched my Blu-ray copy of Disturbing Behavior. And I don't understand why Scott loves this movie so much. I don't. I don't like the movie at all. It's <laughs> god awful. But it's just so funny to make fun of it. There's like a handful of good moments. So here's the thing. My buddy came over to watch it with me because he was like looking for something to do. And I'm like, well, I got to... I gotta watch and review disturbing. I'll put you be- through this pain. Yeah, I gotta watch and review disturbing behavior for Geekscape, and he he goes, "Is that the one where Katie Holmes has a no effects sticker on her truck?" And I'm like, "Wow!" And I'm like, "That is obscure." I'm like, "I don't fucking know." And then we're watching, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, there it is." And like, it is the tiniest goddamn no effects sticker I've ever seen in like the top left corner of her Jeep's window. And he's like, yeah, man, I remember when I watched this movie, it really sucked. But I was like, hey, no effects, sweet. The only part. I feel like that. How, how, okay. So that guy must have been in high school when it came out, just like me. Like, Katie Holmes in, in her gothy attire and her, like, cut her midriff bearing shirt dancing around as, like, the sex object in the, in disturbing behavior. How does he remember that minute detail and not Katie Holmes, like, <laughs> <sighs> the best part in that I've, movie I've... is the two stoner kids talking oh, about all yeah. of all of the uh, cliques in the school, and it like almost turns into like a weird, like pseudo rap. Freaks all week. Yeah, yeah. That freakishly I, I, pale. I, 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 no, we can stop. We can stop jerking off about disturbing behavior being such a great bad movie. As somebody who went through like a huge no effects phase and like. I had, like, a girlfriend break up with me because I would not fucking stop listening to those texts <laughs> all the time. Are you sure um, because you're an awful boyfriend? <laughs> it was 50-50. Um, <laughs> but uh, No Effects does not a good movie make. I, would, I wouldn't have been like, God, this is awful. But, whoa, No Effects. I would have been like, oh, it's just as bad. It's still shit. <laughs> so talking about movies that is shit, uh, there is one other thing that I watched this week. And uh, I can promise you that it will be a future pick. I'm a huge fan of a podcast called The Flop House, and there is a thing that is referred to as the Stuart Wellington Trilogy. It is the three movies that the one co-host, Stuart, suggests people watch all the time. I had seen Head of the Family, I had seen Castle Freak, but I had never seen The Invisible Maniac, and I finally saw The Invisible Maniac this week, and holy shit. Is it incredibly terrible? <laughs> um, there, he he talks about this on the flop house, but I am here to confirm that there is a sequence in which the invisible maniac shoves an entire subway sandwich down a person's throat until they choke to death, and it's super weird to look at because again, he's invisible, so it just looks like a sandwich is flying into his mouth. <laughs> um, and throughout the whole movie, like. Like, he spends the whole movie just peeping on people in the shower. So it's, like, nothing but tits for, like, an hour. And then he goes on a killing spree for, like, the last 15 minutes. It's... it's oh, I, they made a sequel to that. It had Kevin Bacon. It was called Hollow Man. <laughs> it's very much Hollow... Like, Hollow Man may have watched Invisible Maniac and was like, you know what? We're making... We're gonna make this movie... <laughs> Except this one doesn't have uh, Kevin Bacon's penis, so it's not as good as Hollow Man. Um, but I will be <laughs> but, picking it. But in the there's that Subway sandwich. That Subway sandwich scene is fucking glorious. So I am going to pick I this think, one. I these think I think both the both the movies had 
uh, a foot long uh, from the top. <laughs> that was Blood Diner from 1987, as picked by Don, one of our listeners, which means that you... you son of a bitch! Which means you, sitting at home, listening to this podcast. Not you, Adam. You're on the show. You can send us movie suggestions at hmnpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think we should watch. Obviously, we also pick movies for ourselves to suffer yeah, through. Yeah, I picked a fucking winner for next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I cannot tell if you're being serious or sarcastic, and I will find out soon. Um, so send us your suggestions. Let us know how you're digging the show. Thank you for all the people who've been following us on the Facebook page and sending in the emails. Uh, it's really, really cool seeing so much of a, a little weird community of people who work off of the inside jokes that we've uh, formed over on that Facebook page. So check us out, Horror Movie Night. You can follow us on SoundCloud, follow us on iTunes, and send us some emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why are you my facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 